Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeal to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Yeah, Zoe is here. It is a Thursday. It's time for the lowdown with Lorenzo Alexander. Zoe, what's going on, man? I'm doing good, fellas. Uh, it's always good to be back in here in the studio, hanging out with you guys, talk a little ball. Uh, it's been an eventful week for me. Um, you know, between my duties uh, working with the NFL, we had a mental health and uh, wellness uh, retreat over at Wild Horse Pass earlier uh, earlier this week, and so I was over there hanging out with a couple of guys, just getting educated in that space a little bit more, which is, I guess, maybe even a little a little appropriate. You know, we see D. Carr, and then we see Buda Baker, and then we even see, um, uh, who was it, J.J., right, getting emotional on camera, right, for different reasons, but, uh, you know, just what that means for, for men being able to be vulnerable in those different spaces. And then uh was with Kelvin Beecham, uh, Two days ago, we was over at Sutherland STEM. He does a great job serving the community, and I was just over there hanging out with him. And we were um, uh, teaching the kids about um, financial fitness, financial literacy. You know, seventh and eighth graders trying to get them going in that space, going going in that direction. And then I'm just I'm outside of that. I'm getting ready for uh, championship weekend in flag, so that's going well too. So I'm ripping and running. I'm busy. I'm all over the place. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> you know, just just that. That's, a, that's like catching up with Zoe. Like you haven't seen him in three yeah. years. It's been like. <laughs> Six days. Uh, did you? You probably did know. I mean, we were talking about Kelvin Beecham earlier because I think he stole the show last night in Hard Knocks, and we'll get into that. But did you right. know that he was as much of a talker on the field as he is? I've played against Beach. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's he is not a talker or less provoked. And if you watched the, the <laughs> if you watched the segment last night, obviously Floyd, you know, they got into a tussle and that, and he Floyd said something, and then he just, you know, hey, look at the scoreboard, kept going at him, giving it a little <laughs> little extra because when, when we went at it like that you know never had that issue but we you yeah. know we respect we respect each other enough and we know each other in, in a different space so we competed hard but yeah. we never you know kind of talk trash to one another it so was it so matter. cool to see that though only from the standpoint that beach as you know th- this is one of the most sophisticated dudes i've ever been around oh yeah yeah, yeah. Beach. i feel like yeah. he's gonna run you want to talk like about articulate years. you want to talk about intelligent i tell yeah. him every time i see him you run for president i'm voting for yeah. you all right <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm just telling you right now um and and to see him <laughs> engage in a little trash talk, it was, was is, good. Is, oh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, the way he was just telling them, you know, what was what, and doing it in a very clean kind of that, way. That, I might add. And the moment of the the show to me, though, was when uh, when Lasita Smith was like, "Hey, they'll, they'll go easy on me if I struggle against it." <laughs> oh, yeah, he right? just stared at he him a little bit, stared him down, like, oh, "No, I'm gonna just let you stay with that. Well, I'm not going to say nothing. I'll let you believe what you need to believe." <laughs> Think about what you just yeah. asked me. But as you mentioned, Lasitas, I actually had an opportunity to speak to the rookies this week, too. Um, and that was cool to kind of go in there and share my story. Because a lot of the guys, they didn't have a first-rounder. Um, and But a lot of the guys that are even playing, when you think about, well, I always say his name wrong, Maj Sanders, right? Um, you got it. 
he is, you know, lower round pick, starting to play well. He popped. I, I thought Lasitas did a, a really good job um, out there as well, holding his own, obviously playing as Aaron Donald, holding him not to a sack. And, and, and there were plays that Aaron obviously won just because he is. But I think uh, Cope did an excellent job in that offense, did an extra job staying ahead of the sticks and then helping him getting the ball out of his hands. But those two guys kind of popped off, uh, you know, after I watched uh, Hard Knocks and watching the film today. Those two young boys really, uh, I think, did the did well. And and to go back to Lasitas, just for all you young football players out there, right? You know, it's, it, you can't just practice. You got to strive for perfect practice, right? Because he messed up all week on. The screenplay, and I know in his mind, in the game, he did say he messed up on it. He, Aaron blew by him; he just didn't get out right. But I know, just from a mental mental standpoint, he, his his last thoughts was, "Don't f this up," and that's what he ended up doing. Right? Mm-hmm. Positive thoughts, think positive, practice with intentionality, and try to get it right. So then you can go out there and execute because he couldn't get it right, and then it happened in the game the same way. So the Arizona Cardinals, as you well know, Mexico City, here it comes. Yeah. Mexico City and the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night right now. Where do you think the worm turns? When I say that game and the, the matchup, of course, of that game, what do you think of? I always think about physicality. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm always going to go back to who I am at my core, and that's a box player, D-tackle, linebacker, downhill, old school, especially when you think about the 49ers. And even how they won the game last week is in the box, controlling the line of scrimmage and be able to stay ahead of the sticks, especially when you think of offensively, right, with all the guys that have been down. They can come out uh, – Protect whoever's playing at quarterback. I don't know who that is. I haven't really been following it too much. Be able to run the ball sufficiently and stay ahead of the sticks. Then it allows some of those guys that may not be great in pass protection. Then they don't really know. Is it run, play pass, short, quick passes? So I think this, the physicality is going to be the tone setter. Um, in addition to that, right, not beating themselves. Last week I thought they did an excellent job of not having too many penalties that puts them in first and 20. I know Lucidas had one holding, but he was Pete, and I'll take those. But like the pre-snap ones, when you're jumping, undisciplined, unfocused type plays, uh, those were, I don't even, did they have any? I was watching it. Maybe they had something late, maybe one or two. I, I think they I think did, maybe yeah. one. Right? Yeah, so they, it didn't, it did, it, it didn't jump out like it has no, been, right? No. You can have one or two. I mean, right. it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah but so if you can be disciplined there and then play physical within the interior of the line and win there, that's how you beat teams like the 49ers in my mind, when they have all these great assets and, oh, here goes uh, Christian McCaffrey and, and Brandon Ayuk and Devo's coming back. If you can dominate the interior line on both sides of the ball, you can neutralize all that stuff. If you're a defensive player and you're going up against Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, who are, you know, one's a running back who plays like a receiver and one's a receiver mm-hmm. who plays like a running back, is that, how do you attack something like that? Especially when they have two of them on their team. Yeah, I mean, I think this team is unique because they do have personnel that can match up with Christian and, and, and Debo in, in the sense of you got some, some DBs that can cover, lock down. You got uh, Isaiah Simmons who can go out of the box and play athletically and be in good position if they decide they want to go out. But you have to make this team one-dimensional um, at the end of the day. And I think they did a great job of that last week because the Rams were trying to run boots and all this, but it really didn't matter because they really never got nothing going really in the run game. And so now I can play all that stuff great, which I thought – 
uh, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and pretty much the whole linebacker core did at, at a high level. So, again, it's, it goes back to just basic football. People always want to make this thing sexier than what it mm-hmm. is. But just hit them in the mouth, right, control the line of scrimmage and make it a one-dimensional game. And then it's easier to key on those guys because we know that Shanahan likes to do so much eye candy motions and shifts and sits back similar to what Sean McVay does in a lot of ways. Um, and you can neutralize a lot of that when you can pretty much say, okay, this is most likely a pass because it's second and eight after a uh, after a run play that didn't work. It's just just how coordinators work. They normally after a run play doesn't work, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pass the ball. Second and eight, that's the easy way. So I can even I can just from a mental standpoint pin my ears back and go. I'm really excited about the possibility, of course, of seeing 11 personnel with the personnel on the field that I've wanted to see. I've been talking about it an awful right. lot. One back, one tight end, three wide. You know what I'm talking about. You've got Hollywood Brown, and I think Hollywood Brown is going to play. I don't okay. your opinion on this, but I think he's going to play. Rondell Moore, of course, with DeAndre Hopkins. The stud tight end being Max Williams. Mm-hmm. I think Max Williams has got a really good chance, based on Max Williams Sounds and listening like to Max Williams, he's going to get activated as well. He's going to come off that uh, or practice squad. He's going to be elevated uh, up to the roster. And I think James Conner is also going to be good to go, of course. So now all of a sudden you got James Conner, you got Max Williams, you got your three wide receivers, and Kyler Murray, if he's back, that's the offense and yeah. the personnel group that I wanted to see because of balance. Right, and uh, you know you, you named off a lot of great weapons, right? And I, I think I would be hypocritical if I said something slightly different than when I was referring to the 49ers and, and their weapons, right? It starts up front with the guys you didn't name, right? Beecham's, the Lacetuses of the world, what are they going to do, right? Are they going to compound what they did last week and grow and continue to be able to create the space uh, for the running back, right? Uh, James Conner, or is he getting blown up in the backfield? He has to make a cut earlier than he needs to, right? Or, or are they going to be able to grow and take that next step? Um, will Kyler have the same type of time that uh, Colt had, right? Yeah. Will he be getting the ball out of his hands like Colt did, right? All of those things, you know, that matter. And so if you hold on the ball, those guys can't hold up because you're playing behind the sticks. You're not controlling the line of scrimmage with the run game. It can, it, it can look different even though you get – those weapons back on the outside. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Lorenzo Alexander is here, so when we come back, we'll get his thoughts on Episode 2 of Hard Knocks. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Yeah, Lorenzo Alexander is here. It is the lowdown. It is a Thursday, so we get Zoe for an hour. And I want to get your thoughts on episode two of Hard Knocks, Zoe. And I think I want to start here because a week ago when we were talking to you, it was a foregone conclusion that Buda Baker wasn't going to play. And then all of a right. sudden, he played. So yeah. here's, here's the clip from Hard Knocks last night, Buda telling Kaim he wants to. I think I'm going to be out three weeks, man. I'm trying to play. I know you will. You know what I mean? Like, it's a long haul. Yeah, but you're built different. Playoff. You're built different, though. Every game. Plus, it ain't you. It's you. 
he did play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interception. Yeah. Just, just the simple fact that he Play played. Well. Yeah, I feel like that. If I feel like if I was playing on the defense with a guy that showed up to that game, Wolf and I were talking about this earlier in the week. That just that would drive my sense of urgency back up. That maybe would could have been waning when you were three and six, and it didn't feel like anything was going right. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that we found out that Buddha is an alien, right? Because I, <laughs> I mean, if you had a high ankle, I've had high ankle sprains and played right, which is way different than a high ankle sprain. Yes. Being able to get out there and play the position that he plays right yeah. in space and to fly around the way he did still uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing but I like the way he set the tone even earlier in the week and was like guys I'm going to be out but the standard is a standard so let's step this thing up it's not about me it's about us and let's get this thing going and so I think even him having trust in his teammates and communicating that at a high level that shows great leadership um, but then for him to step out there and, and fly around I mean I think about a couple of plays that popped throughout the game uh, the first one and again guys I, I would be if I was Bill Davis I'd be putting his film right back on it was a screen play Buddha is blitzing they see him coming to blitz he checks to a screen Buddha comes up Olay him they throw the dump the screen off I don't forgot the running back for the Rams takes off Buddha goes down and he's in on the tackle and he's about 10 yards back and then you have some linebackers on the back side kind of la 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 and then they see the running back kind of squirt a little bit and then they change speeds right yeah. so just and still he he is Always on a hundred. Another one. He was coming up third and one. Uh, he just threw his body in there, kind of danced through their speed. Uh, ends up stopping him with JJ Watt on third and one. Um, it, it's just amazing at what he's able to do, even when he's not a hundred percent, and just the way he plays the game. And, and again, it's a guy that I wish I could have played with. I play with guys like him, but to be able to go out there and knowing where he started on teams, now being a, a dominant safety and, and going out there laying on the line is, is, is just really cool and refreshing to see, um, especially just you know knowing his story and stuff. So when you think of the Hard Knocks episode last night, what are your thoughts? Where do you start? Man, I, I, yeah, you know, Buddha. I really like the the you know kind of the the, the Beecham. You know, <laughs> you know him being. A, yeah, I, I love that. You know, him them giving him a hard time, right? Being the vet in the room and he eating all this popcorn, and <laughs> then he gets you know we, we call it the BGs, the bubble guts. You know, they talking about appendicitis and it's BG. That's all you got was the BGs, <laughs> and you didn't practice. So you no, know, that was relentless. Yeah, on yeah. So that was that that was hilarious. Uh, you know, this kind of throws you back to the memories of being in the locker room and the stuff that that you talk about after the game is over right once the lights is out and you retired you know 20 years from now somebody's gonna bring that up that he played with man you you remember that time uh man you had to go to the hospital mispractice and you was blaming it on appendicitis but you really just had the bgs man you know what i mean that's the cool stuff wolf right you know from the locker room that you think about when you get back with guys and hang out those are the times that you remember so that that was uh really cool um and then you know obviously Colt, you know getting a, another opportunity i know he is you know they they put this on on guys you know journeyman you know backup quarterback and yeah whatever but he when he gets his opportunity he approaches it like he's been the starter the whole time right yeah. this is my standard this is what it is we got to make sure i've i've been watching us right and i've seen some of the issues and we got to make sure that we need to be on our p's and q's from our standpoint the 
way we call the game. And then he goes out there and communicates, guys. You know, guys, this new quarterback, hey, man, throw me the ball. Well, you make sure you where you at, and I'll make sure I get you the ball, right? And so then there's dialogue as far as keeping the standard. Also accountability in that, too. You saw him mess up in practice. Oh, that's on me, guys. It's on me. I got it. And then he corrects it and move forward. And so it's kind of cool to kind of go behind the scenes and you see a guy prepare, get ready uh, when he hasn't had the opportunities that he likes and then goes out there and shines and, you know, is, is, is making people, you know, you know, I think kind of foolishly, but at least say, man, should we go with Colt this week? You know, yeah. that, that's that is what you want. Coaches to think about, right? You want to make them think, man, ooh, we like him, right? And so, um, obviously, it's not going to happen if if Kyler's ready. If K1 is ready, he's going to be out there because he's so so dynamic. But hopefully, again, there's another example of Kyler to be able to learn, take mental reps, and see what throwing the ball on time or throwing guys opens does for the offense. And trusting himself, right? He's watching film, the same film that Code is watching. Trust some, just trust yourself. I know it may not look like it may be there, but you've seen it enough to know that it will be there. Because Cody's hitting back foot, boom, it's coming out. Yeah, it was decisive. Right? It's it was, really yeah. decisive. So you know, pretty much going to know who's open based on the coverage that you're going to. Every team's going to play, whether it's quarters, cover three, or man, you know the guy's going to be open. Boom, step back, boom, throw with confidence, right? Um, and I think that's where he, that's where he needs to progress at as far as just being confident in what he sees and and, and being deliberate in that matter. That communication you were talking about even just in practice during the week and I'm not going to pretend to 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 know that Kyler Murray doesn't do that right yeah we've seen it right yeah but but Colt was so deliberate with it and I have to think as as the backup you're kind of like the fill-in stepping in that's got to be a little bit tough to step in and say okay I know this isn't my team, but it's my right. team this week, so this is how we're going to run the show. And it yeah. seemed to help him. It was like yeah. we talked about earlier, so there, there weren't really any pre-snap issues. Right. Everybody kind of seemed to know where they were supposed to be. Yeah, I don't think it's hard at all because you know what it means for your job's sake, right? This is my opportunity if I want to keep playing, whether it's a backup or not. Hey, this is what I want. This is what I expect. And he's a veteran, right? It's not like it's a, a guy coming in that's you know, <laughs> yeah. second or third year <laughs> right. in the league. Yeah. We're talking about it's what is it called, 14, 15 years in the league now, right? Yeah. What is he, 30? 36. So he's been around for a long time. So this is what we're going to do. I know Kyler may do it a different way, but this is what we're going to do this week so that I'm comfortable and I'm going. that's going to allow you to be comfortable because I'm going to be giving you the ball when you need it, when you need it. And so I think that was great leadership by him as far as stepping up and putting his fingerprints all over uh, this week's game plan and, and, and leadership. Yeah, and I think also, too, it's just natural on a football team. When the backup quarterback steps into a huddle, a lot of guys are looking at him. <laughs> Your head snaps uh, yeah, off because yeah. you're, you're just trying, are you okay, dude? Yep. Are you going to be all are right? You in because control, you know, honestly, are you if you're crumbling? okay, exactly. Yeah. If you're okay, we're going to be okay. Uh, but are you okay? We got to know that. And, and with Colt, um, there's never a doubt. I don't think ever a doubt. No, you got to see um, behind the scenes of why he's so successful with this team. Because, like Zoe said, I mean, Kyler's really clearly more talented. To, to that point right there, Luke, I thought it was really interesting that you had Colt telling Cam Turner, who was his quarterback coach, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, this is the way we're going to do it. And we're yeah. not going to beat this team unless we do it this way. You know, I, I, I thought that was really cool. A guy who's 36 years old, who's seen it all, he's just. 
talking to Cam as though Cam were the player. Even if Colt doesn't want to be a coach someday, it doesn't matter. He has to. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to push him into that role. Sorry. As long as Kyler's here, you got to be a coach. Uh, all right. When we come back, who is the team to beat in the NFL right now? We thought it was Buffalo. Is it still Buffalo? We're going to go through the biggest storylines around the NFL next as the lowdown continues. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. All right, welcome back. It is the Lowdown on Wolf and Luke here on this Thursday afternoon. And Lorenzo Alexander is, of course, here. Zoe, you're the right guy to ask this question to. Um, and I don't expect you to have all the answers, but what's up with Buffalo? What's going on here? I made the uh, idiotic declaration a few weeks ago. I didn't know if they were going to lose again this season, and they have lost twice this season. Oh, yeah. They're in a really tough division, too, so they're actually in third place right now. Who did they lose to the Jets in uh, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, when I watch games and just I, obviously I've watched them more than, than anybody else and I've played with a, a lot of those guys, specifically Josh Allen, and watching his growth over the years, it comes down to, again, the basics of football, you know, and what's the most important thing in football? Do you do you know? <laughs> do you know what the <laughs> most important thing is? Winning. No, oh. the ball is the most important oh, thing, well, right? The ball, the, the ball right. is right. We're going real simple. Here. Yeah, real yeah. simple. It's real the simple, ball. right? The ball is the I most like important it. thing. Yeah. I want to get the ball back. <laughs> I want to keep the ball, right? <laughs> it is, it is as simple as like is that, it. right? Yeah. The whole sport is named and after. In, and in both those games, they got loosey goosey with the ball. And I think that's what it comes down to, especially when you think about Josh Allen at his best and at his worst. And his worst, uh, he does a really good job of protecting the ball, knowing when, um, when to be make that great play, that great throw, right? And then he also knows when the, the best play or the superhero play is to throw it away, take a slide, or let me get this, you know, two or three yard scramble, right? When he's at his worst, I think he tries to force things, like something may have went wrong early in the game and he's trying to make things up and try to play outside of himself and that's a fine line right and I think superstars especially quarterbacks have to learn how to manage that and I think in both of those games he's kind of slipped back into um, you know 2020 or 2019 Josh Allen um, and that was my last year when he was in the in the, in the the playoffs and, and beating Houston and he did like a flip play and, and it fumble and they, and they get the ball back right and so that gives them an opportunity to go down and score and so both of those things, we look at Minnesota last week, opportunity, fumble in the end zone, Minnesota's back in the game, Same, right, yeah. and then throwing a couple of picks to, to Pat P, and they were just bad balls. Um, and so I think um, as he revisits the tape, you know, right, reflects on it mentally and gets back to being who he is and being able to navigate that that, that, that gray area better, uh, it, you know, they are hard to beat. They're, 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 they have been their worst enemy in, in that case. It really hasn't been what other people have done. It's really what he has done to themselves. So your thoughts on the commissioner actually considering moving the game from the park, the Orchard Park, moving yeah. it, the Cleveland uh, Bills game, of course, this Sunday, 
to another location somewhere else because Buffalo's going to get three to six feet of snow. Oh, man. Your thoughts I've, on I've that? played in a game, something similar to that, a couple of years ago. Not th- We didn't get three feet, and I missed a year where they had like seven and actually had to move it like Detroit <laughs> on Monday night or something like that. But uh, 2018, because I don't think Frank was with us yet, uh, playing the Colts, and it was literally like, like it is outside right now in Arizona. This looks like this, clear, maybe a couple of more clouds in the sky off. It was obviously a little chillier, but it looked like this when pregame, and then I go back in, get dressed, get ready to come out for, you know, just the, the team warm-ups, um, and you have a foot of snow on the ground. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> and you got, it is, and it's the, the, the wind is like 30 miles an hour. It's still right. snowing. You can't see anything. They were wearing all white. I was like, man, well, how are we going to play in this? And you, I got to tackle who? Frank Gore? Man, we was, it was like a jog fest because you didn't want to fall it, over. But that's just o- Orchard Park for you. I mean, Buffalo is so unique. And to your point, you could be in downtown Buffalo. It would be clear as day. Go out to West West Buffalo, uh, Western New York, in Orchard Park, and it's six feet of snow. Like, man, it's it's crazy how it happens like that. But, uh, you know, I I loved it. Um, it I think it was always an advantage, and I always tell people, I remember Oakland coming in one year, it was only 40 degrees, and they was like, oh, it's cold, so how do y'all play in this? Oh, like, we got them. Game over. (laughs) This uh, this game tonight, Thursday Night Football, Titans, Packers, Green Bay is kind of back in this playoff race in the NFC. I don't know that we're getting six feet of snow, but it says the low is about 23 tonight, so 23 degrees trying to tackle Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, that does not sound like my idea of a good time. So. I mean, yeah, Green Bay got two hard ground and pound guys, too, that I wouldn't want to tackle either when it's that cold, especially when you think about the fo- fro- uh, frozen tundra in Green Bay. So, <laughs> um, I mean, Green Bay is pretty much, you know, Tennessee's in first place. Obviously, they, they want to win this game to kind of continue that stronghold in the AFC and especially seeing kind of Buffalo fall off and when they may have been another front runner to get maybe a, a number two seed or, 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 or whatnot, if not better. Um, but Green Bay is playing, you know, a little bit more desperate because they're trying to keep that wild card going on. So it's going to be, I think, some good football. I think last week, especially for uh, Aaron and those young receivers, um, be able to connect and come back. That I think that may have galvanized them. You know, obviously, confidence I think breeds, you know, uh, great production and so they can maybe ride on some of that in the passing game and come out and, and, and put up a good fight. And obviously, I think we want Green Bay to lose, yeah. but yeah. they're playing well good right now. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I'm listening to you talk, man, and you never wanted to take your helmet off back when I was playing. Oh, yeah. Not never when I was wanted to either. take your helmet off because, mm-hmm. man, you, you got to be kidding me. In cold weather, it would freeze immediately. It'd be hard. You're trying hard to get it back on. It on. Oh, roll over imagine? your ears. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about, but you also, being the bridge player that you are, you also... You had the era of the helmet warmer, right? Oh Where yeah, you stuck yeah. Your helmet that on. messed it up though too. Though I didn't like that <laughs> either. I needed, I needed my because once I had my helmet on, Rod didn't take mine off because then I had it perfect. It was to my heat. I had it the nice air in it. Anytime you took it off, right, cold, it get real cold, yeah. real hard, and it expands. Right, 
science. <laughs> Think it expands, gets harder. Science put it on. again. Wait, wait, right. It contracts when it gets contracts, cold. Contracts, but it right? gets hard. Whatever. Yes, it gets so it real gets hard. hard. Yes. It contracts and it gets really hard. Really hard. Then you put it on that heater, right, for, let's say, 10 minutes or 5 minutes, depending on how long you're on the sideline, and the opposite happens, and I put it on this too loose. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I don't like this, man. I want to be able to feel my helmet. I don't want it jiggling around, and, and I get a little blind when I go to hit Derrick Henry. You don't want that to That's happen. Awesome. So I used to just keep mine on regardless because that heater would mess it up too. <laughs> uh, this is the other bit of news around the NFL. Uh, Dominican Sue to the Eagles. He's just kind of been hanging out out there for the last three months, not joining a team, and now he's on Philadelphia. He's, he's trying to find. He's trying to do the Shady McCoy, you know, try to you know figure out what team he can get another Super Bowl late in his career <laughs> on. And I mean, they're a good team, and I think also with Jordan, uh, I think Davis has kind of been banged up a little bit as well. Um, that young rookie out of out of Georgia, so I think that's a, probably a good fit in, in doing what he does. Get after pass rusher. He's a physical guy, fits kind of that body type that they have on their D line. Uh, so that, they just got a little bit scarier because he does bring a little attitude. To him. So now that we've had a week here, any different thoughts on Jeff Saturday at all? And uh, Jeff Saturday? No, I mean, I think it's, it's we're talking about it's two different things, right? We're talking about the the coaching hiring process, and then Jeff Saturday, the coach, yeah, right. I think there's two different things going on there. So I, I I think I've always had confidence in Jeff's ability to relate to the men in that locker room because I I know Jeff a little bit. I've been around him with the the um, NFL PA and sitting on the board and seeing how he goes with guys and, and relates with guys. And then also I have a ton of friends that know him. So I think I was always confident in that. I think most people were more upset of a guy getting fast tracked because of his relationship with the head coach, where you have just even people on that staff that should yeah. be having getting the opportunity to showcase because maybe they do want to be a head coach, right? You have some some uh, position coaches, you have some coordinators, you have some past head coaches, maybe they want to get back into it. And so I don't know the whole dynamic, but I think that's where most people were upset about. Not at yeah. Jeff Saturday, who sure. he is, more about the thing. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he won. Um, Jeff is a friend, um, and I hopefully he has success. But I, we still need to do something to when we want, you know, to create um, diversity or, or, or streamline opportunities for guys to, to actually be in these spaces to be head coaches. All right, when we come back. It wasn't on Hard Knocks last night. It sounds like it will be on Hard Knocks next week, but we're going to get Lorenzo's thoughts on the whole strange Eno Benjamin situation. That's next. The lowdown continues. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. <laughs> he's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. A blue-collar appeal to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. 
All right, it's our final segment today with Lorenzo Alexander, and we haven't got to talk to you about this yet, Zoe, because as I mentioned earlier, last time we had you on, it was like, all right, you know, Buddha's not going to play. Well, Buddha played. A lot has changed in the last week because yeah. a week ago when we had you on, I was pretty sure Eno was the number two running back and probably going to be here for a few years. And by Monday, he's uh, he's gone, and by Tuesday, he's on the Texans. So we still don't know all the details. It sounds like Hard Knocks is going to show us some detail next week on, right. on the show. But just from your experience playing, really at any level, but specifically at the NFL level, I mean, I feel like guys get into it with coaches. This had to get pretty crazy for him to just be gone. Yeah, you definitely would think it would have to be personal or physical where you step over the bounds and being who Eno is as far as uh, where was he drafted? Yeah, seventh round, right? So we're not talking about a first rounder or somebody who just got paid a lot of money, right? And that's just how it is in the world, right? Certain people have longer leashes to be able to cross boundary lines and uh, not have or experience different consequences. So whether it would have been a fine or uh, maybe a game suspension versus getting completely released, Um, and so, but obviously we don't know. We'll probably have a little bit more clarity on what actually happened uh but i can probably shed a little bit more light i know wolf has been obviously out on the field and is and is played as a fullback and special teamer and that's kind of how i came up as a teamer and a backup guy and there was many of times i had to you know step in for london fletcher or tremaine Edmonds, and i knew once those guys got healthy that yeah. I was going to be back on the bench. Um, even guys like Brian Arakpo, um and Ryan Kerrigan, you know, earlier in my career, I knew when those guys got back, I was going to be on the bench. Just from a, an, a self-awareness of who's who, who got paid, right? You just kind of know that without it being communicated. It's, right. it's nice. You know, I think organizations that make it uber clear, um, I know I always talk about Buffalo and Sean, Mc, and Sean McDermott, but I thought he did it best. Every offseason, he would tell you, this is what your role is right now. And this is what you need to be or need to be doing in order to change your current circumstances. And then, like at some point during training camp, the coaches would give you like a little report and kind of let you know how they saw you and where you would be. And I think Smart. more times that you keep clear lines of communication and have to over communicate, especially in those times of need, regardless of who the player is and what you think he should know, you minimize um, these type of altercations that can occur um, because everybody's on the same page because it is hard, right? I've been fighting tooth and nail as an undrafted guy to get my shot. I'm working hard. I'm doing everything that you say, go above and beyond. I get my opportunity. I shine, right? Oh, you love me. Oh, you tell me that. And then when the starter comes back, I'm not mad at the starter because he's, he's back and ready to play, but I can't get nothing. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I go back to, to zero again. You can't put a little package in for me, you know, four or five plays or wh- whatever, whatever it may be where I still feel like I'm part of the team. I just invested a lot. You leaned on me. Now you're not going to lean on me at all. And so I think all of those things go through a guy's mind. And, you know, again, you have to over communicate. You know, you may, yeah. you, he, he, they may even say something to him, but he heard something completely different, right? Especially when we start talking about it was out of character. 
guys just don't jump out of character just because their feelings are hurt or their situation changed and there was a lack of communication. It was probably miscommunication. Oh, you said something, I took it one way, but you really meant it a different way. Yeah, but once again, too, I would also say this right here. He's not the first guy, nor will he be the last guy to say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong no. person. Well, Yes, but... It, it depends on. I, he's not the only guy either to be cut for doing that. Let's that's, make that. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So you got to know who you are yeah. and what your role is, right? So we used to tell these guys with, about their money all the time, right? When you got a little rookie coming in and they see cats that uh, been in the league 15 years on a, a max deal and they trying to go out and get a, a Bentley too. Man, you don't got Bentley money. <laughs> know who you are. Know where you at. I mean, I'm serious. You had first right. round or free agents trying to be like they a first round trying to hang out with them. You can't, you can't do that. Yes. You're not the same dude. Your pockets ain't the same. And so I say that because you got to know who you are within the organization and how much juice you got, right? You don't got Kyler's juice. So don't do what Kyler does, right? Know who you are because you can end up messing up your opportunity. Now, obviously, Eno's a good back and he got picked up and had people, but yeah. everybody, everybody doesn't necessarily have that, right? Because coaches, I guarantee you, Houston called, right? And so at that point, when you come out of character, you then give your power to somebody else to give a the report of what happened, right? And yeah. so if it was something, they, they could have easily said, because coaches talk, man, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, it was bad. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, right? And most coaches are going to go off another coach unless the talent is is way up where they really need them. And so I think that's where, you know, in that moment, you know, and probably if it ever comes up again, being aware of his emotions and what the consequences can be. And I'm not. I, I, I'm hoping I, he Right. Learn. I'm going to com- still communicate and advocate for myself, but I'm going to do it in a way where um, I don't give my, give you my power as far as you being able to kind of misuse it if, if I become a free agent or put you in a position where you feel like I can no longer be on, be on this team and help this team win. This is uh, Kyler Murray asked about it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, grown. I've grown. You know, we, we had a pretty good friendship. Um, worked together on off season just because you know we're obviously right down the street from each other. You know, it wasn't really. Um, not sure on what exactly you know went down, but. Like I said, I, I, I can't really speak on. It. I don't really have too much uh, knowledge on the situation. He knows. Just say, "Hey, yeah, man." Just say, "Hey, yeah." I know what happened, but we're, we're not going to keep up. We're not going to talk about what that happened in house, and that's yeah. where it's going to stay. See? And yeah, right. That's it. Just say, "You know." Just, I know, know you know. That's all you got to say right there, man. Because if I really wanted to know, medium. all I had to do was call a couple of people and find yeah. out what happened. Right? It's not hard. And you in the locker room, and you the quarterback, and you, you just said on, he man, lives right down the street. You telling me you didn't ask, or they didn't ask you? Jelly Strong knows what happened. Seriously. He's not even on the team. <laughs> 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 Tell me the quarterback doesn't know. I mean, you, whatever kicker they've got yeah. going right now, right. he knows what happened. Zoe, I think you, you kind of drew the distinction, though, that hasn't been drawn very well this week. There is a difference if you're trying to if you're trying to make an impact on this team and carve out a role, and, and you do what Eno has done the last few weeks. There's a difference between, okay, James Conner's the starter. Sorry, man, you're the backup. Right. And James Conner's the starter, and you're not even going to seal the field at all. Right. So I... I'm interested to see. They are supposed to show something about it on Hard Knocks next week. If if he didn't see the field at all because it happened, 
early? Yeah, or, interesting. Or what? I don't know. If it happened after a win, that would be even more strange. I yeah, guess. it'd be interesting. And, and, you know, obviously get all the facts. You know, did he have, he only had one play, so I don't know. It could have been a, a mental mistake or he busted something. Typically, that's, you know, if you have a couple of those plays, man, you could come to the bench, bro. You don't, I don't know what's going on with you today, but you come to the bench. But if you only had one play, I don't know if that's it Yeah. either. So it, it'll be interesting once Hard Knocks come out to have a little bit more clarity around what actually happened and speak to that. Yeah, I'll never forget those days, man. Um, one mental error was just awful. Death. It was. Depending on who it was. You pay for Belichick, so yes. you get red-dotted. Belichick, oh. come here, come here, man. Come here. Oh, so this is what you're going to do with your one play, huh? This is yeah. what you're going to do? Oh, man, you just tricked your time off. Now you're back on the bench. You won the That's play. Right. You get two mental yeah. errors, man. Yeah. You're done. You're, you're done. You're on the bench. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've, I've had some uh, crazy stuff. I know we got to get out of here, but just like you, all, every at every point in life, you're going to have exposure. You have to be prepared so it's good exposure because you can have bad. People don't often think about the bad exposure. Oh, I'm can't wait to get my time. Make sure you prepare so when that time comes, Amen, like buddy. a Colt McCoy, right? He's out there throwing uh, 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 dimes, right? You got to be ready. <laughs> so great every week, man. Thank you. All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you, bro. That's Lorenzo Alexander joining us there for the lowdown.